shortly after his conversion to the church, T.S. Eliot wrote a long poem, you may be familiar with it, called Ash Wednesday. And he makes a very obvious yet profound statement when he declares, Lord, I am not worthy. Lord, I am not worthy. Now this is both a feeling and a phrase with which we are all experts, I'm sure. It is in this confession, it is in this statement, that our favorite disciple utters in the presence of Jesus who invites him to put out off of the shore. It's Ash Wednesday. It's the beginning of Lent. It's a time in which we make our own confessions of our own unworthiness. When we are reminded of our fragility, remembering that all of our possessions, ourselves, are temporary. One day, returning to dust. But, and there's always a but, our eventual fading away doesn't tell the whole story. T.S. Eliot follows his very obvious confession with another one. But speak the word only. You see, God always has and always will have the final word. And that final word is the name above all names. That word, that name is Jesus. And it is this Jesus that invites us to, at the beginning of our Lenten journey, to put out from the shore for the deeper waters. Now the Greek word used here suggests something that we may not uh, have recognized before and may not have even heard before. You see, the word used here in Luke's context symbolizes for those at that time in the ancient Jewish community, what that word means is that word symbolizes to primordial waters of chaos. So Luke, in Luke's understanding, it's not just as we say, we're not going off to a pool or a puddle. The invitation is for us to put out to the deep waters, to go out with Christ into the chaos. What was the chaos in Luke's day? Well, as, as Ronald Allen, a professor at Christian Seminary in Indianapolis, said, uh, there's a lot of chaos at the day. You see, there's hostility uh, between traditional Judaism and the followers of Jesus. There's the repressive behavior of the empire. And there's conflict within the church. We know something of this chaos, do we not? 
Are we not there now? This is an important connection for us as we begin our journey on these 40 days. Now, like Simon Peter, it's hard not to be weighed down by the burden of our sin, of our own failures and our own shortcomings. It's hard not to stand in the presence of Jesus God, fully God, to stand in the presence of Jesus and find ourselves unable to speak. It's hard not to even think that our very presence may somehow defile Jesus. We may even think that somehow by Christ extending Christ's hand to us, that we, if we are to grab that hand, that somehow our dirt will rub off on his hand. But you see, God always had a plan. God's plan was always to come down and play in the mud. Now this is a whimsical way of thinking about uh, a theory of atonement, but this is exactly what God does in Jesus Christ. God is very much in the business of working in and through the mud. We just imposed ashes. And you might have thought it was odd that we did it so soon in the service. But sometimes we miss the final word. That promise of God's claim on our life. Even though we just imposed ashes, those ashes are not the final word. The final word is spoken at the promise of our baptism. Think about it. When you mix water and ash, or dirt, what do you get? Mud. You see, we are wet ash. We are wet dust. We are, in fact, God's mud. Now, there's something special about mud when we think about our baptism on Ash Wednesday. Now, I did a little digging, no pun intended, on the word mud as it's found several places in the Old Testament. And you'll be surprised what I found. Because that word mud, used in several places, can mean cement or mortar or dirt. But it has a special meaning for us tonight. In fact, there's a prophet called Jeremiah who uses the same word. And do you know what it means in his context? You know it. Clay. This is in fact how God sees us. This is at the core of, of Christ's invitation to both Simon Peter and us. It's the subject of Jeremiah's Familiar prophetic words spoken long ago. Come, go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my word. The vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel, as seemed good to him. 
just like the clay in the potter's hand. So are you in my hand. All of us this evening find ourselves undoubtedly on some type of shore, a little bit broken, a little bit weary, a little dirty, knowing full well just how unworthy we are. We need no one to tell us. But it's then when we hear that resounding yet gentle voice say to our very souls and spirits, put out into the deep water. It's there in the water that we find life. It's in the water that we find the promise that we are in the potter's hand now and forever. But, and there's always a but, there's a call out in that deep water. You see, the threats of chaos are real. We don't have to go too far from the shore to find it. We cannot spend so much time wallowing in our own unworthiness because Jesus is inviting us to go with him right in the middle of the chaos and bear witness to the kingdom of God. He stepped right into our mess. That's what he did at this table. We may feel unworthy to be in his presence. We may feel unworthy to even partner with him in the chaos. But like he told Peter, And on this night, like the remembrance of our baptism tells us, there's a reason why I'm here. This word is but a secondary word. The final word is right in front of you. So as you fix your eyes upon the font on the table, hear the word of Christ. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. You are not just any old kind of mud. You are my mud. Let that assurance carry you in the days ahead. Amen.